0: Welcome in to the Pro Football Radio Podcast, Episode 11, and this is your host, Jay Chima, with the pride and joy of Merrimack, New Hampshire, Da Puma.
1: <laughs> thank you, thank you. That that was a great intro up until you did like that half-assed meow.
0: Well, how would you do it?
1: I mean, I can't really meow. We'll I mean I shot. had a like I had a cat, I guess you could say, from you know, my roommate and his now wife and Man, that cat was. Possessed. Was this a devil cat? The Satan. Ooh. The spawn of Satan. Hmm,
0: interesting. Convenient
1: enough, the cat's name was Sadie, but I just called it Satan.
0: Why was it Satan?
1: I mean, just anything. Yeah. Like, it would look like it want to be cute and cuddly, and you'd be like, oh, you actually, like, kind of want some attention. And when, like, you try to go and show it attention, it just starts hissing at you, and it claws at you, and just all this nonsense. Yeah. It's like, I don't need that in my life.
0: I get that. My, uh, my ex roommate, um,. Uh, a person we both know, Ian, right? Um, his girl used to live with us for a while, and she had a cat. Um, I think the cat was towards the end of its life, and obviously it, w- it was put down eventually. But before it was put down, dude, it-, it just would, like, diarrhea and throw up everywhere. Like, everywhere. And I and I was trying my best not to, like, be insensitive about it. But there was days where I would want to punt that cat off the back patio.
1: <laughs> there was a time, I'll never forget this, where Sadie, uh, the cat... One day it was like, it looked at me and just started hissing and like, no shit. Like I said, what the bleep is your problem? Like, (laughs) and it stopped, like it looked at me and it did, like, this, like, little half-ass, like, oh, I'm so sorry, human, and just, like, toddled off to the other end of the room.
0: I find it funny you didn't get along with this cat. You are the puma yourself. Well, a cat. You're, like, the mother of the cats. Dude. So, like, I feel like you can just hiss at it back and it'd be like, yo, mama, mama's not happy. No,
1: no what do you mean mama? What do you mean mama cat? Just, no,
0: no. What, are you going to be a dad cat? Yeah. Nah, you're more Come remarkable. on,
1: no, haven't you seen Calvin and Hobbes? Calvin and Hobbes, a cat's a guy. I have not Tigger seen... Tigger is a guy! I have not seen Calvin Hobbs. Hobbes. Whatever. Anyways.
0: Before, before we get to all that, let me run a quick uh, nickname by you. Oh, okay. So, your nickname is one of the best of all time. The Puma. It's yep. up there with just all the best nicknames of all time. I was watching a Western last night. You watched a Western? I watched a Western. Right? It was about Texas Rangers taking down Bonnie and Clyde. Mm-hmm. Right? And one of the Texas Rangers was named Pancho. What do you think about Pancho for my name? But you're
1: not Latino. I could be. No, I like burritos. I mean, I like burritos I like too. But like, not gonna call myself Pancho.
0: J Pancho Chima. Or just poncho. Poncho and De Puma. No. <laughs> it does have a
1: nice ring to it. Doesn't it? it.
0: Poncho and the Puma. I
1: mean, but it's like 2019. Like, Gwen Stefani's getting raped over the coals for how she dressed in the 90s, and people were saying it was cultural appropriation. Imagine what Well, first
0: of all, I mean, I can pass as Latino, right? I mean, I have the skin tone for it, right? <laughs> oh my God.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes, Jay.
0: Yes. I'm just saying. I think Poncho's a great nickname, Puma. Oh my God! Just try it. Just try it one time. Like Poncho. and ask me a question. Poncho and the Puma. Dude, that had a good ring to it. It did. It did have a good ring to that it. Had a good it's gonna sound great because I
1: used the echo on that one too. Yeah. But can we just talk about how it's? It was opening day for baseball this week. It was great, man. It's a, It's like It's a sign. The spring and summer are right around the corner. It was a great opening day. There was only like one game that was delayed. But I do have one problem with Major League Baseball.
0: I have lots of problems with Major League Baseball. Well, we can
1: get to your laundry list of problems. But my problem is, is historically, the Cincinnati Reds have always had the first pitch of the league year. They've always been, like, the first game. I think they start at noon or 1230. The city of Cincinnati shuts down. They do a parade, and the parade ends, and they do the first pitch, and the baseball game's there. And they didn't do that the last three years. Like, I'm kind of a traditionalist, in in a sense. I wanted to see the Cincinnati Reds first. I had to wait till 1 o'clock.
0: One of my really good friends, Sarah Marie from uh, Columbus, Ohio, really big Reds fan. I assume she's probably not happy about that. No, I I can't speak to it because I really have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. But... That's just me. You should. I, you should. I, I don't know much about baseball, and I don't even pretend to care about it.
1: Now, the other thing I got to get off my chest, I, I got to defend the show and the fans a little bit. Is you? You said a line last week. I said the,
0: one thing. Oh, yeah. I said one thing, and everybody blew
1: their minds. So, for those of you that didn't catch on last week, Poncho,
0: yes! aka Jay yes, Shima, there it is, Poncho. Said, that That's he a <laughs> Wait a minute, wait a minute, let me do it real quick. Hold on a second. Poncho and the
1: boomer. <laughs> Punch over here didn't see Forrest Gump. And let I, me tell you, a lot of people heard that line and blew up Facebook. Why? I don't understand why. They blew up Facebook, they blew up I, my phone. I, I was get getting that. calls. I don't my write. own family called and said, What do you mean you're co-host has not seen Forrest Gump. Dude,
0: well, listen. First of all, the movie came out in 1994. Yeah, I, I like, watched it in 1994. I was three years old at that point, okay? So, I'm just saying, like, I got, we, we had this conversation a few weeks ago. You grew up in a very progressive um, household, like, you grew up in a very conservative household. We we didn't really... It is what it is, you know what I'm saying? And I didn't really get into, you know, pop culture and movies and music until 2000. So, I think before that... I have. I don't care about. It. I mean, I'm not gonna go back and watch it now. Why not? It's a classic, dude. You have cable, right? Yeah, I do have cable. It's on yes. demand.
1: It's on like AMC and Paramount and TBS at least once
0: a week. I got that. Um, and I took. I took the the, the backlash, and I was like, you know what? Maybe it is me. You know what, Jay Chima? Uh, maybe uh, it's you. Maybe you should give it a try. So, with that being said, I went to YouTube, typed in a clip of. Uh, Forrest Gump, and a clip came up where apparently uh, he runs and his braces come off. And the gist of this clip is some kids are bullying this kid. I assume it's Forrest Gump, right? Yeah. Um, they're throwing rocks at him, and one hits him in his head. He starts bleeding. And then the chick, Jenny, right? Yep. Jenny was like, run, right? Now this kid had braces on, complete braces from his hips down to his ankles and he couldn't run but apparently with just I guess the fear factor with the kids throwing the rocks at him, he started running like he was Flash. All of a sudden, like one minute he was hobbling, the next minute he was running like Flash. Like I don't understand how you, how you can make the transition from being handicapped to being the Flash. Like that shit doesn't happen. Well, he wasn't handicapped. Even superhero, per se. even superhero movies are not that far fetched, right? Uh, th- this is light
1: years better than Batman vs Superman. We that shut is your trash. You shut your I face. I have to
0: shut my face. You shut your you're face.
1: the one, hey, you're the one throwing Forrest Gump headfirst into the bus. That, that movie's in the Library of Congress. There is
0: so much I you call take away it. From the movie. I, I call it Forrest Dump.
1: Uh, no, Dump is, you know, Batman versus Superman. Also, what I just did in the bathroom a few minutes ago.
0: But what
1: I'm saying is, dude, you have to actually watch the movie. Just watch the movie one time. Just one time. You know what? After the show, we'll watch the movie. The whole thing, there's so much more than just, like, him having the fight-or-flight thing and r- breaking his uh, breaking his braces on his legs and no, running explain away. To me,
0: explain to me how, in the context of that movie, a handicapped kid goes to being Usain Bolt. How does that happen? Well, he
1: he had the braces on because of his back. It wasn't because his legs were out of well, still, like, of I mean, he
0: needed him to walk around. Uh, he had issues walking, apparently. But then all of a sudden, just because flight-or-flight flight and somebody throws a fucking rock at him, he becomes Usain Bolt. How does that happen?
1: Well, if someone is chasing after you, a thing called adrenaline kicks in, and it's fight or flight. Oh, my God. And he decided to fight by running like Usain Bolt, and it led to him getting a scholarship at the University of Alabama That's and being an all American.
0: It wasn't the Ohio State University. Well,
1: he's in Alabama, Jay. I don't care, all right? He's in Alabama. I don't care. You make I, no sense. I make you want complete me to sense. Watch, you want me to watch a movie on Netflix, but you haven't seen Forrest Gump yet. I can't take any movie suggestions from you. And so you actually watch classics.
0: The only way I will watch Forrest Gump is if you do something in return that I want you to do. Like what? I um, want you to eat some sushi tonight. Sushi? Yeah. We're gonna How do... can you compare Forrest Gump to sushi? The same thing. Sushi's great. You hate it. So... I don't hate it. I just want my
1: food cooked. Okay. Well, I want my movies good. Uh, the movie won Academy Awards. And I think Tom Hanks won Best best Actor in that movie. That movie took home a lot of gold. I just saying.
0: I'm just saying. If you eat some sushi tonight, I will happily watch Forrest Dump. You're trash. Oh, that's all You're you got. Trash. That's all you got. You're, You're trash. trash. That's I'm all I'm saying. Got. You
1: want me sorry. like you, you? You list off all these like insane movies. Like I gotta watch the the, the Highway men. You haven't seen Forrest Gump. I got a, I, I suffered through Batman vs. Superman. That was a good time. That was a good time, Brandon. And the best part of that movie was when Batman is beating the shit out of Superman Wait. and says, Martha, why'd you say her name? <laughs> why'd you say her name? And then here's Lois Lane. That's his mother's name. That's his mother's name. You have any idea how many times I re rewatched that part? That was the only good part of that movie. That was a great movie. I was that was it. a trash.
0: Mm, trash. Speaking of comic book movies, uh, Avengers Endgame is coming out coming out in one month. Yeah, I saw somewhere that the runtime for that movie is three hours and two minutes. Yeah, three hours and two minutes. Now I'm a comic book fan. I get it, man. I I love I love comic book movies, man. I uh, I don't pretend to be a nerd. I'm not one. I'm not a nerd at all. But when it comes to comic book movies, bro, nerd me up, you know. Mm-hmm. But three hours and two minutes—that's a lot. It's not a lot. <laughs> That's a lot. I saw a
1: bit. One of my friends sent this to me, Josh. Uh, he sent me this bit of a of a, a African American guy talking about the runtime in Endgame. Be like, yo, I had practice. Like, have you ever been to an evangelical like church ceremony? That's like three hours of church right there. I've had trained my whole life for this. Like that <laughs> that part is hilarious. Like, f- just Google Google that. It's a great bit, Josh. You're the man for sending me that clip.
0: Yeah.
1: I guess we should get to football now, huh?
0: Uh, Yeah, I guess so. Uh, The biggest news of the week was my boy, Robert Gronkowski, has retired from the National Football League. Yep. Um, He had a somewhat stellar career, but at the end... a lot of injuries hampered that career. He was on track to be one of the best of all time. But in my personal opinion, because of those injuries, he probably is not. Yep. And we'll get to those details in a second. But when I saw that, man, I was like, damn, that's that's a big loss for us. For us uh, being a Patriots fan, that was a really big loss for us. And one of the biggest reasons why I think it's so big of a loss is because he's hard to replace. Mm-hmm. He's essentially two tight ends in one body. He's a guy that can open up holes for your running game with blocking schemes, but he can also go down the field. When he was healthy and in his prime, he can also go down the field right. and make 70-yard plays. Um, so what's your thoughts on that whole thing?
1: I mean, I'm, I'm kind of in lockstep with you. I mean, it's almost like the ultimate what if. What if his health was just a little bit more solid? Mm-hmm. Like he played for nine years. If, if he was just a little bit more, I guess, healthy – uh, he, he probably would have had a longer career. I mean, he's, he's going to go down as probably one of you know, definitely in the top five of sure. greatest tight ends of all time. And like you said, I mean, he opened up so much for the, the run game. I mean, when he wasn't putting up numbers, this he wasn't putting up numbers at all like he, he normally does. But he was doing things on the field that you're not going to see in the box score, like opening up runs for Sonny Michel and, and, uh, and Burkhead and, and all those
0: guys. Exactly. And I've watched enough Patriots football to know even towards the end when he couldn't run down the field um, – he was still putting pressure on the middle of the defense. He was still, as I guess, a decoy. He was still running down the field, putting, you know, pressure on the middle of defense where the outsides was freed up. The right. reason why the out routes by Chris Hogan and the out routes by Julian Edelman were so effective was because he was just game planned around by opposing teams at all fronts.
1: Mm-hmm. No, you definitely have to keep account of him. I mean, like you said, he was the ultimate decoy and. Man, and it wasn't like he had, like, these little rinky-dink injuries. I mean, Earl Thomas oh, pretty King. much almost punctured a lung of his. Uh, mm-hmm. He he broke his arm at one point. Did he break it once or twice?
0: Uh, I think twice. Twice? Yeah. I don't know. He
1: looked like yeah. – I mean, he looked like Barry Bonds with, like, the Kevlar, mm-hmm. like, arm piece. He, and he was moving like a shell of himself. But bad. I will say, as a fan of football – he did come up in key moments yes, for for the Patriots, like mm-hmm. in the Super Bowl. He, I mean, he was only a few inches away from just getting the touchdown himself.
0: That would have been a great way to go out.
1: That would have been awesome. Mm-hmm. As a fan of football, I could step back and say that 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 would have been great if he got that last touchdown. But I mean, he got them right first and goal, and then in the the Chiefs game, he yep. set them up for that yep. for that game That's winning run too. Road. And yep. I mean, he he's going to go down as one of the greats sure. for sure.
0: He will be a bigger loss. To us than Randy Moss, uh, Wes Walker, uh, Julian Edelman when he was injured, this guy could do it all. Those were wide receivers. This was somebody that you built your offense around at some certain weeks. Some defenses had to game plan for him in whole. So I think this is going to be one of the biggest um, deficiencies going into next year. No doubt their depth
1: chart at just at ball catchers is just. I will it's say, super thin. It's like it's, it's so element, bad right now. and then it's like so three question marks. I, so I can't bad. even name anybody else on that on that depth chart. It's and so then they bad, lost dude. the Dwayne Allen. He went down to South Beach. Not like he was being used much, mm-hmm. but
0: and I I've always said it's okay. We don't need Odell Beckham. We don't need Antonio Brown. We have Brady. We're totally fine. But in that somebody should also say that. Yeah, we have Brady, but he also has Gronk as well. This is going to be massive going forward. Unless Belichick drafts two tight ends or one massively amazing tight end in the draft, this is going to be something that's going to hamper us next year. I am genuinely worried about next year's offense because of Gronk leaving.
1: Right, that's how
0: big of a concern it is for me. You know?
1: Now, before we get to like how you could replace him, like where where do you have him and like the the you know the greats of all time?
0: I have him at number two. I okay. have him after Tony Gonzalez. And uh, I'm not going to be a, um, a homer here because I always say Carson Wentz can't stay healthy. Um, other NFL players that I knock against that can't stay healthy. I will say fully that Gronk couldn't stay healthy either. And part of your... Um, allure or your greatness is your availability in the NFL. If you're not available, then what good are you, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So, with that being said, I think he's probably second after Tony Gonzalez only because Tony Gonzalez was there week in and week out, right? Yep. Um, In regards to pure talent, I think he's the best tight end of all time. Just pure talent when he's healthy, when you have him for that little margin of his health is good, he's young, his speed is good, he is the best of all time in that just vacuum. But again, everything is not in a vacuum. Right. We should take everything into consideration. All I'll say is I did not I have not seen a more dominant NFL player than Gronk in my lifetime. Right. right. Uh just like Shaq was back in those back in those days where he was dominant. Gronk is just as dominant when he is healthy and he has his speed. You can't, you can't block him with one person. You can't, you know, scheme uh, with just one person. You have to put a whole team around him to kind of scheme and stop Gronk. Right?
1: No, we actually agree. I mean, I have Gonzalez at one. I, I was torn between having Gronk at 2 and Winslow Sr. at 2. Just because Kellen Winslow Sr. was what Gronk is today sure. at the time. But, I mean, I didn't grow up seeing Kellen Winslow. I, I had to literally go on YouTube and, and find highlights of him. So, I have Gronk at 2, Winslow Sr. at 3, Antonio Gates at four.
0: Really? That high up, huh? Yep.
1: I mean, he, he leads all tight ends with touchdown receptions, and I, I think he's definitely like top 10 touchdown receptions of all time when you factor in other wide receivers, too. And then Shannon Sharp brings up the rear at number five. Yeah. But, but I mean, we're, I have Gronk right up there. And if, say, he was healthy more, and, you know, maybe if... I don't really care about how many Super Bowls you win, but like if you're on the field and you're able to produce more and put the stats up, I think he would have been able to surpass Tony Gonzalez. Absolutely. Tony Gonzalez had a lot of shit teams, too. Of course, of course. So, Tony
0: Gonzalez was on, what, uh, a Chiefs team with Trent Green. Trent his, Green, right?
1: Trent Green, Damon Heward, Brody Croyle, and then he had like two, a, 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 a question mark guy at the Chiefs, and then he had like two years of Matt Ryan. Imagine mm-hmm. if you had Matt Ryan as a whole career.
0: Imagine if you put Tony Gonzalez to Tom Brady for all the years. Right. Uh, I mean, just those numbers would be astronomical, but Tony Gonzalez didn't have that blocking scheme, that right. blocking skill set that Gronk has. I remember watching a highlight where Gronk completely took Terrell Suggs out. You remember that play, right? Yep. You've seen that play. Gronk just levels Terrell Suggs. Suggs got, Suggs got some weight on him, too. Like Suggs he, he's has got massive weight on him, yep. and I always bring up Suggs because he is the Prototypical, in my personal opinion, with him and Aaron Donald, just the amount of uh, weight slash speed slash just physique in general.
1: And this wasn't Terrell Suggs like towards the back end. No, this of is the like three this three is years like ago. His it's prime. like four years
0: ago when you know there. I think it was the uh, divisional playoff game. Yep. Uh, whatever it was, I just remember that highlight where uh, Gronk comes off, just jams Suggs as hard as possible, and Suggs just flat out on the right. ground.
1: Was that the the play where Gronk said he? Air quote threw him out the club.
0: No, that was that was also my favorite Gronk moment of all time. Was that
1: against the Colts? That was against
0: the Colts. Okay. The Patriots go into Indianapolis after the whole deflate gate thing. Right. We want revenge and all this other sort of bullshit, right? He got he takes the guy and it's a running play. We actually score a touchdown on the play, but he op- opens up a hole so big. That the running back just walks in. And then he proceeds to take this guy 15 yards from where the actual initial block was. Because it was like in the was. middle of
1: like the hash marks. Yeah, exactly.
0: From where the initial block was to the point where he let go. He just dragged him 15 yards and threw him down and threw him out of the club. And then the dance afterwards. You know, yeah. the dance on the sidelines. I mean, I'm going to miss Gronk. Truthfully, I think I did. Right. Gronk was,
1: football, football as a whole, anyone that's a fan of the game is, is going to miss Gronk. Like, I, I mean... Tara can attest to this every time he was on TV with a Tide Pod commercial I would say man I wish if anybody was to ever eat a Tide Pod Gronk is the guy to do it but (laughs) at the end of the day like you have to step back and appreciate that you're never going to get a personality as big as Gronk in the game again
0: so now but but before we get to that um, my second favorite moment of Gronk was when he said "Yo soy fiesta." fiesta. Yep, <laughs> that literally was like a
1: top one moment. Top, you see the one or two on NFL Network the other day. "Yo
0: soy fiesta." I, I mean, am party is what he said. He is. He, he is. is. The he, league. He he is. The league is gonna
1: miss him for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I always said he was the missing link, but
0: but with that personality, and we talked about this off air. I think he'd be a great fit in the booth replacing. Uh, what's his name? Win, right? Jason yep. Win, and when I have football coverage, um, could you imagine him with his excitement? And just his dumbness in general, (laughs) right? Gronk, Gronk catch, Gronk score. Right, right. Could you imagine if like Tessitore is just like being so analytical and just like giving you information and a massive touchdown happens and Gronk just chimes in, bro, touchdown, bro. You see that touchdown? Could you imagine that coming through your TV? I I mean, ratings would go up. I would love it. For sure.
1: I, I mean, dude, anything, anything is better than Booker McFarlane. Dude,
0: you really hate Booker McFarlane, don't you? It's just like,
1: it's too much. Like, everyone was railing against Witten and nobody would say a whole lot about Booger. And it's just like the Booger mobile was too much. I, I just, I couldn't. I couldn't do it with him. Like, I'll give it, one well, maybe it was just like the opening introductions. Like, maybe I need to see more of McFarland on Monday Night Football. Mm-hmm. I'll give it a shot. But, I mean, he, he's down in points right now with me, bro. Like, yeah. there are times when he talks and I want to mute his mute him. Yeah. But back to, I guess, the, you know, how do you replace Krog? How do you replace them?
0: Two tight ends. Okay. There's there is not one single person in this draft that can replace um, that can replace Gronk. When Aaron Hernandez went away with his murder thing, right? Mm. We all forgot about that, right? Right. <laughs> Did you realize Aaron Hernandez is, is no more alive?
1: He's, I mean, I knew he wasn't alive. Oh, I forgot
0: about it. I totally forgot about it until I was doing research. i was like, wait a minute, Hernandez. is You forgot no
1: more Hernandez was dead? Hernandez was sleeping. Yeah, yeah
0: I, I totally forgot. I slipped my mind. Regardless, when Hernandez left. Belcher did not replace him because Gronk filled in immediately with that right. with both roles. You know what I'm saying? Originally, when uh, when Belcher drafted both Hernandez and Gronk, the plan was Gronk is going to be our blocking tight end, and Hernandez is going to be the guy you split out wide and run down the field. Right. right. But when Hernandez went away, Belcher was like, "We got a tight end that can do both. Why not? Let's just leave it as is. He's already great, so whatever." You know what I'm
1: saying? Right. The only issue I see with that is. They're so low in the draft. Like, the, yeah. there's there's a lot of well, a lot. There's, like, two tight ends out of Iowa that are, are first-round yeah. talents. I want
0: Noah Fant. I think he's great out of, out of Iowa. Who? Noah Fant.
1: Yep, yep. That's one of the guys. I mean, in free agency, super thin now that Jared Cook signed. I mean, yeah. there's—I guess you could say Austin Safarian Jenkins is, like, the top free agent mm-hmm. guy. But, I mean, he was banged up last year. He had a good year two years ago with the Jets, but— He was just hurt a lot, and then there's one guy I saw a uh, tape of the other day out of Ole Miss, and uh, his name, if I could friggin' find it here, is Dawson Knox. Dawson what? Dawson Knox, K-N-O-X. See, Ole Miss, I I don't let the record at Ole Miss, uh, you know, speak for him, because that was a really bad Ole Miss team. But, I mean, there's a lot of talent on that roster. And, I mean, he's a big body tight end. He's got good hands. He's good at route running. The only knock is he's he's not that great at pass protection. Sure. His run blocking is decent. I think there's a lot of work to do. But he could, I mean, if he falls to 32, because I think the two tight ends out of Iowa are probably going to go off the board yep. before they even get to New England, Knox is right there. Sure. Why not take a flyer yeah. on him? Like, you're 32nd. That's pretty much the beginning of the second round. Why not? Yeah. I don't see a problem with
0: that. I get it. All in all, man, uh, it's sad to see him go, man. I truly enjoyed watching him over the years. One of the greatest of all time to do it. Um, if injuries weren't an issue, he'd right. be the greatest of all time. Um, I genuinely have some serious concerns going forward. I really do have concerns of the Patriots' offense, Every single year, I'd be like, it doesn't matter. We got Brady. We're totally fine. Because I knew Gronk was back there as well. Right. He might be hurt. He might. But I knew at some point he'll come back and he'll help us. Right. I am genuinely concerned about this offseason coming up, man. This uh, next season for the Patriots.
1: Like, the thing. This isn't, like, a slight. It's just a fact. That, like, the AFC East is so weak. Mm -hmm. Like, it it really doesn't matter. Jets are making moves now. Right. They did make moves. But before we end this segment... Fitz Magic is in Miami. Yeah. He'll, he's going to be great for three games, and then it's going to be you know the pick machine that he is. But before we end this segment, are you buying Drew Rosenhaus saying that he might come back this year?
0: I could because he's so young. He's 29 when he's mm-hmm. returning right now. He takes a year off, uh, just heals his body. Part of me thinks this is just a ploy. Taking a
1: full year off or he'll come back maybe by come, like week four or five? Well, maybe,
0: right, part of me thinks this is a ploy to get out of training camp. Right? But Rosenhaus was saying that they he kinda
1: had a deal in place where he wouldn't have to do training camp. I don't
0: I don't know what the, the back end working is, but I know I think listen, he's good for five to six games a year. Right. Comes back towards the end of the year and he's making a playoff run with us, that's awesome. But you can't go into a year with just sitting for eight weeks and then playing, you know what I'm saying? Like right. it just doesn't work out. So I think I can see that because he's so young. Give him some time off, give him some uh, some time to get his body right. I can see him coming back and making a run with us. Okay. Um, but then again,
1: the Roger the Roger Clemens of the NFL. Right. I
0: don't
1: I could see him coming back if his plans at acting or I mean, he could probably he could be a stand-up comic for all I care. Oh my god. Yeah. I mean, he'd be great. Yeah. he, he would sell out just on his name alone and I think he's got enough content to actually have a couple of decent shows. But if those plans at acting or whatever, the, the the WWE, there's been rumors for eons now. If those don't work out, I can see him coming back by yeah. week four or five.
0: Yeah, Well, the WWE but. part of it, man, like, those guys take a beating as well. No Have you seen an old walking around? I don't, wa- I don't
1: want, I never thought I'd be defending Gronk. But here I am, like, this is going to be the hill I'm going to die on. I don't want him taking bumps off the top rope.
0: I don't either. I don't need to see him in a Hell in a Cell match. You know what I'm saying? Could you imagine? No, I don't want... I mean, he's he's probably going to
1: come out. Like, they were already, like, uh, a couple of weeks ago on Monday Night Raw. I think they were in Boston. They were calling out Gronkowski after he retired. So, we all know that at some point, Gronk is going to show up at a pay-per-view event probably WrestleMania. He'll make an appearance. He'll, do, he'll mm-hmm. do a spear, and then he'll get off the stage, and yeah. someone will win the WWE title. Yeah. But if that's the extent of it, I'm fine with it. I don't want to see Gronk taking bumps. I don't oh, want I don't him know. going off the top rope. But I do
0: want to see Vince McMahon say Gronk's name in his deep growl he does. Robert Gronkowski! Right, exactly. His, his, his deep growl voice is amazing if I ever get fired I want Vince the fireman <laughs> you're fired Jay
1: Pancho Chima <laughs> you're fired
0: wait a, minute, wait a minute wait a minute Jay Pancho Chima you're <laughs>
1: fired oh Christ oh my god
0: <laughs> Vince McMahon fucking legend yep, man. He's, he's a national treasure he's
1: something he's like the 8th wonder of the world I
0: absolutely love Vince McMahon everything about him I love man He's something
1: else. <laughs> then the other news item of the week was the NFL rule change. Big news. Big news, man. So for those of you that live under a rock, uh, the, uh, the owners and the league approved a change to replay. So defensive passing interference and offensive passing interference are now reviewable, including non-calls. Uh, coaches can initiate challenges up to two minutes to the end of the half. Uh, otherwise, the normal two-minute uh, booth review would apply. Uh, the coaches' challenge flags remain at two, and then uh, this rule is valid for only one year. Uh, league owners and competition committee will review this, uh, you know, this update at the next year's league meetings. What I mean? What are your thoughts? What do you think? I'm on the fence. I'm not gonna. I'm lie. I'm torn.
0: I am torn. I will say I am absolutely torn. Now, the one thing that we have to take into account here is this is a forced move, man. This is absolutely forced. The NFL got embarrassed on a national stage with that non-call. Mm-hmm. So, the reason why I am on the fence is because I think this will just—I think we'll hate this move. I think five weeks in, we're gonna hate this move. You know what I'm saying? Right. I think eventually it's gonna slow the game down towards the end of the end of the end of the games, uh, end of the half, end of the games. So I think. Um, Obviously, it's not to the extreme of where people are going to say it's like basketball now where it's going to take you know, like the last 19 minutes, minutes like to, to get through hour. two minutes. It's not going to be that bad. But I am genuinely concerned about just throwing the flag to look at some stupid call that wasn't obviously passing interference that coaches will use to their advantage, right? right? The biggest thing that these flags do is they take away momentum. Right, um, a lot of times you see in the NBA, people go down, dunk on somebody, a crowds go wild. Next thing, it's a timeout. B- slow the game down for some random bullshit, right? right. I, I, so that's why I'm torn because I think it is slowing the game down, and it is a forced. It's definitely a forced um, issue that they're bringing up here. It's a forced move. So I, I just don't understand. I don't, I don't really get it, you know?
1: Right. I'm, a, I'm the same way with you. Like, this is this is a judgment call kind of deal. So if the NFL, I want to see what they do because you have to put parameters on this because any play that you slow down that's a one-on-one between a cornerback and a wide receiver, 90% of the time is going to look like DPI. Mm -hmm. It's going to look like defensive passing interference. Nine times out of ten. So if there's parameters in place, like, I could kind of buy it. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, like like you said, they had a gun to their head. They had to make a change. I mean, Sean Payton was losing his friggin' mind. You know, some could say rightfully so. I've made my bones about it, uh, about that issue a while ago. But a a lot of people were screaming for blood. Like, they they wanted a change, and it's under the one-year mark. If there's parameters in place, I could buy it. If there's no parameters in place and it's kind of like it's reviewing a judgment call with some own some other person using their own judgment, like I mean, like Richard Sherman said. I know you're not the biggest Sherman fan, but he, he brought up kind of a valid point, being like, you know, they, they're going to use this to change outcomes of the game to sure. to their benefit, sure. especially now that the NFL is getting in bed with like. DraftKings and fan duel with like sports betting and like new jersey legalizing things now like that there's there's a lot to that so i want to see what the league puts in place of what makes you what makes you able to override stuff yeah otherwise i don't want any part of it
0: yeah i get that man i totally get that um at the end of the day they were forced to make this move like i said a few times already just because they got embarrassed you cannot have that play ever happen again that play was one of the biggest black eyes, in my personal opinion. All, like not, I. Well, that but, whole
1: weekend you know, too. Well,
0: well, yeah. Well, actually, I think the the Patriots game and the Chiefs game was eff- officiated properly. I think that was amazing. Whatever happened in that game.
1: Okay, all right, Homer.
0: For for those of you that aren't homers, we all
1: have seen the replay of that Chiefs defensive lineman having Brady dead to rights with the sack, and I think it led to a interception. But it got called back because they called it roughing the passer, and he didn't even hit the collar of his jersey. He hit his helmet he did not hit his freaking helmet. He helmet I'll pull the tape we, we off right now. right now well, I'll he, the tape up. He,
0: he came down his hand came down from up top grazed his face mask oh and then came God. down to his jersey okay. by the letter of the law that is roughing the passer when he hit the helmet no that's the nonsense. face mask. he didn't even hit the I commentators even said he didn't even we hit we will them. look at that play again he hit in a I will admit in a small small way it was not egregious but he did hit the face mask
1: here's my problem with this new replay rule too is you didn't open up like you know def- uh, for roughing the passer or defenseless receiver because there have been games in the regular season. Case in point, Minnesota, Green Bay with the Vikings in Lambeau down a couple of points. Uh, Kirk Cousins throws the pass. Clay Matthews has him dead to rights, sacks him, and they call that roughing the passer when it clearly wasn't. That was. That
0: was It was, was roughing not the roughing the passer. The passer. Even Clay the, Matthews. I remember that play. Al listen, Riveron listen, came listen, out and listen, said listen, that shouldn't have been called. I have seen plays where... Defensive, um, defensive ends will not put their weight on the quarterback. Clay Matthews drove his weight onto Kirk Cousins. Al
1: Riveron came out on that Who play.
0: Who cares what Al Riveron said? Al Riveron's it the was head of r- officiating.
1: You should call, care. It was called correctly at that point. Right? Al Riveron... Later on that night, on Sunday uh, good, uh, Football Night in America, said that that play should not have been flagged. Listen,
0: you can He's tell. the head of officiating. You can tell when defensive ends put their weight and drive their weight into a quarterback. You can tell. It's a contact sport, one. And two... I'll keep saying this. Al Riverrod
1: has said multiple times, especially Clay Matthews, because Clay, for at least three weeks, seems to be the biggest donator in the NFL fine pool, said that 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 should not have been flagged. That clearly churned the game because the Vikings went on, they got a free play, and then they ended up scoring a touchdown, I think, on Adam Thielen because I had Thielen on my fantasy team last year. And that that changed the outcome of the game. And Rich McKay, when asked about why... um, Ruffin, the passer, wasn't part of that. Uh, He was quoted saying that, you know, 24 votes. We needed 24 votes to get this replay rule passed. If we added more onto it, we weren't going to get the ruling. So they they clearly cut that part out just so they could make Sean Payton and the Saints happy. And if you're going to open the floodgates for judgment calls, open the floodgates for judgment calls.
0: No, but if you do that, then... Then it, be- then it becomes the NBA. Every single thing is going to be reviewed. Like if
1: if you, I can see that if you increase the amount of flags, uh, challenge flags that the coaches have. But if you open the floodgates up and you keep the challenge flags at two, and then the two minute rule where it has to go to the booth, that puts more onus on the coach of Do I really feel that I need like I have enough to burn this potential mm-hmm. timeout yeah. that I'm going to need at the end of the half mm-hmm. or at the end of the game? Yeah. So at that point. I'll actually agree with Bill Belichick on this. Open up everything for review. What?
0: Tw- Okay, I, I I can buy that. I can buy that totally, as long as it's just two plays for the mm-hmm. whole game. Yeah, that's fine. I'm that. Cool if you with that. keep keeping
1: it at two, yeah. open the floodgates up, and I'm fine. Yeah. Otherwise, think, like this just I seems like that. you know peace at any price with a gun to your head.
0: I think I mentioned that the the weekend after this uh, this play happened, the Saints and the Rams game, I said uh, to fix this, you open up just two challenges. You have two challenges for every single play possible. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to slow the game down because it's just twice a game right. like normal now already. Right. But now those two challenges can be on every single play. Right. Now, I can see some coaches using it as some gamesmanship and using it to advantage. That's fine. I'm cool with that. I'm totally cool with That's you know, part of the game. It's part of the game. It is what it is. But I think that's a great solution. We should totally go ahead and open it up to all the players. Right.
1: I mean, hopefully we'll see. I mean, this thing's, This thing's is like, I guess, air quote, test mode for a year. We'll see what how the league thinks about it next year. But... Yeah, open will, everything up, keep the challenge flags at two, keep the the replay booth review process the same at two minutes, and I think everyone will be a happy camper.
0: I will say this. The NFL is just the, the best at giving the fans what they want because we we sat there and we all lost our fucking minds, right? And literally six weeks later, we're all like, oh, you know what, they're, making, they're doing something about this. Now, we can't agree if it's right or wrong, but they are truly listening to their fans and actually going ahead and making the game better for all of us to view. Um, some some leagues like the NBA and MLB, yeah, they do want to change. I get it. You're going to bring up the MLB's points, but it's not just as quick as the NFL is. But six weeks later, they implemented some Right, but see, role. like,
1: baseball's different. I'm not going to speak in the NBA because I, I don't follow it enough. I, I follow it enough during the playoffs, but I'm a diehard baseball fan. That's, that's my true love of sport. Oh, I know you and are. And, I mean, we don't have a camera, but I'm wearing my Carlos Zambrano Cubs home jersey because um, I love baseball that much. And I had a game on earlier today, but baseball's different. Like, baseball has always been – it's not – there's no clock involved. Like, there's more There's there more to the one, game. Though. There's more strategy. Like, they're, they're coming up with ways to, to limit how much – how long a game goes because even I can admit how many times they would change a fucking bullpen picture – to, to face like they'll bring in a lefty specialist to face a left-handed bat and when that left-handed bat goes out of the game they'll change it to bring back a righty to face a right-handed guy and it's just it's insane like on that point I can agree that the game was too slow but baseball's in its own category you, I mean don't if it ain't it's not broke don't fix it like it's not MLB's fault that people have the attention span of a fruit fly because they're glued to their phone even at a friggin' baseball game. See, that's where I
0: disagree with you because the MLB should make their game fit into people's lives. They want it the other way around. They want people to fit into their product. The Yankees are making baseball
1: fit into their lives. They're they're doing uh, uh, regular week games up until the end of the kids' school season, start at 4.05 or 4.30. So that way, Yankee home games will end by like 7 or 8 o'clock. The kids say they have to ride the subway home home. They're home by 9 p.m. Either they can get their homework done, they could go straight to bed. The, the Yankees are fitting their schedule around what people's lives are. Well, the MLB are. should
0: do that in general. The they whole, are. The, whole league. Um, the one thing I did like, I saw a story a few weeks ago. I, I saw something where I guess pitchers and catchers can use smartwatches to relay messages. Is that, is that accurate? I don't know if that's is true. Anything?
1: I know the Red Sox got popped for um, I, I guess you could say the NFL equivalent of Spygate with you know tipping pitches. Yeah. I, there were I guess there was allegations that was... did they get vilified
0: was... like the Patriots did? Of course not. What did they get vilified like the Patriots did? Of course they not. got raked right through the coals. Mm, never
1: heard of it. That's
0: well, you don't follow it right baseball.
1: Now. It's not it's not my fault that you don't follow other sports, Jay. <laughs> Maybe you should follow other sports before you start talking about baseball. But the part the part with the Red Sox was there was a Red Sox staffer that was found to be in the, I think in like the center field where the ca- the camera hole was and they would be spying on pitches and they would text message uh, some someone in the dugout that had an, an Apple iWatch that would read the text message and uh, somehow they would relay to the hitter, be like, if he's tipping this way, that means it's like a fastball on the inside and you can totally go to town with that. So that's what baseball was doing.
0: I, uh, I swear, I thought maybe I'm misremembering here. I thought I saw somewhere where baseball was trying to implement a secure way of getting communication between the catcher and the bait and the pitcher. Obviously, you would know more than I would, but I think one of the ideas was to relay the information via via Apple Watch. Maybe
1: watches. I'd have to look into that. But right now, uh, I mean, as of what time were we recording on Saturday? Five thirty. I've been watching a couple of baseball games it's today. Sixteen thirty whatever, 1730, 5:30 for those of you guys that aren't in the aviation business um, have <laughs> been watching a few games today and everyone's still throwing signs down uh, from the catcher to the pitcher. So
0: yeah, that's cool, man. That's cool what else we got on tap this week. I mean, we, we definitely have
1: to plug the owl shop.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 Let's do that, yeah, 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 I totally forgot about it. We should have done this earlier in the, in the well, show. Well, it's like a halfway yeah. point.
1: So you you plug away, and yeah. I'm going to re-up on some
0: fluids real quick. Are you quick. leaving? Are you leaving me? Can you, can you re-up me on fluids I'll be as right well? back. I'll, I'll bring it over. <laughs> plug plug the Owl Shop. All right, man. So last week, me and the Puma were down in New Haven at a amazing uh, cigar bar called the Owl Shop. The general manager was so gracious, man. He, uh, he actually followed us on Instagram. Um, the guy was absolutely amazing, but I think we are going to go ahead and just let you guys know it is with the best cigar shop on the planet. (laughs)
1: <laughs> where, where can you find the
0: Owl Shop? The Owl Shop is in New Haven, Connecticut, right uh, in the Yale District. I assume, right? Yeah, it's right off
1: of uh, Elm Elm Street. See,
0: I don't even know where it's at down there. Right you know next to what, you what I Elm City Social. I did like that. It was uh, it was right by the cookie place. What's that cookie place? Oh,
1: Insomnia Cookies. Insomnia
0: Cookie, bro. Yeah, that was a we had a good night last uh, Saturday night. We went to the Owl Shop, got some cigars. I uh, went to the Elm City Social where uh, you were so angry. You remember that?
1: I was angry just because, like, I was starving. Yeah. And, like, that burger I got with, like, the not fries. not good. Yeah. Like, it wasn't good. And, like, at that point, we were just, we just recorded an episode. We went to the owl shop. Had some dope cigars and like the energy level was high and I just felt like when we went to the Elm City Social to get food like I was just on the downward bar. like I just wanted to like relax mm-hmm. like I I didn't really want to do a whole. We should lot. have
0: done it. Uh, we should have done the opposite We right. should have started out at a high energy place. Yep. And then go to the Owl Shop just to kind of relax because the Owl Shop is a very chill. It's environment. a very chill place. That's the kind of spot where I believe like Ron Burgundy would hang out, right? Like I feel like it has a lot of like maroon colored chairs. It's dark. It's uh, right. It's 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 just a man's challenge so yeah, man, check it out. If you're in New Haven, go down to the Owl Shop, get a fat stogie, just chill out. It's a great environment. It's a good
1: time. That's a great it's, time. They have so many cigar selections as well too. Like they have a humidor in the back, and everyone there is super, super accommodating. And if you if you're on the fence about what kind of cigar you want, they'll definitely help you out. Oh, they'll yeah, do you a solid. Yeah. So I tried Owl Shop. The, uh, the Acid shop.
0: Blondie. That's where it's at for me, man. Yep,
1: that was great. That was yeah. a great cigar. Yeah. Yeah. I made the mistake of inhaling on one puff, and I mean, I I normally I would die, but that Acid Blondie was. The
0: thing was I woke up the next day and I had, like, this massive just, like, lump in my throat. Right. It was all scratchy and itchy. And I was like, oh, not Not it. to
1: mention the fact that you smell like a cigar bar at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which,
0: which I don't mind that smell. I really don't mind that smell, truthfully. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Some people don't like it. Maybe because I grew up in a, in, a, in a household where, like, my uncle smoked and my aunt smoked. So, like, we all just, like, sat in a room and just... Secondhand smoked and <laughs> all right. the time. I mean, right? at that point, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You might as well. But like, I kind of grew up accustomed, like, being around my uncles that smelled like cigars. Now my parents didn't smoke, um, but you know, my family—it was in my family because I didn't mind it. I don't right, really mind it, yeah. right. You know, it kind of reminds me of home. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> you right. know, a certain smells, certain like music, taking you oh, back absolutely. to a different time. That's what it was for that's me. A,
1: that's a damn truth. Yeah. But to get this back on the rails about football, the last. Well, we actually have two more stories. One of them is an interesting one about Cam Newton, Jay. Yeah,
0: I saw that, dude. You
1: got the floor on this one. Tell the people about Cam. Cam Newton
0: goes on a late night show. I believe it was James Corden. And he says something along the lines of, I have decided not to have sex for this whole month because it makes me mentally tougher. And I guess the host asked him, like, well, how does that correlate to what you're trying to do? And he was like, well, I guess if I'm mentally tougher now, I'll be mentally tougher during the season, which makes no sense to me but i don't i don't think i would be able to do that if i was him right like at the end of the day right I, you know like it's just one of those things where i i don't put the correlation between not having sex for a month and being mentally stronger in the season do you understand what i'm saying yeah right
1: i mean i've heard it in like the fight game before that like right before a fight like especially in fight camp you know Fighters won't do the deed, but that's to keep but that's them more like right around focused. the
0: event that they're gonna right. participate in. This is eight months before the season even starts, right? Which and, tells me he probably hates his significant other, he doesn't want to have sex with that you. Know what? <laughs> like,
1: I was thinking about that in the car ride. In I was like, maybe I mean, th- does he hate the, the wife or the girlfriend that he doesn't want to have like sex with her anymore? Yeah. But then I was thinking, he's sh- just having surgery, he I'm I'm just gonna come out there and say maybe Cam Newton is a little bit of a media egomaniac. Well, like if his yeah, name's yeah. not in the news, it's probably a bad day. The last time I heard anything about Cam Newton was he was kind of taking shots at the media for criticizing him and, and criticizing Coach Rivera about like the, the the injury injury prognosis and what's the what's the the game plan. Our friend Jay Boots could. Speak to that a little bit more because he's pretty much our Carolina Panther insider. For Christ's sake,
0: we're gonna have him on soon.
1: But then you didn't really hear a whole lot up until this. So I don't, I don't see the logic in trying to be celibate while on a vegan diet right before the season starts when you're not even gonna possibly play at least half the year because you had shoulder surgery. So like, what's the point of being mentally tougher now when you're not going to play by week six or seven?
0: So, I get the vegan part of it because, obviously, you put something into your body to perform at a higher level. I right. get that. I totally get that. Uh, it's not my thing. I, I love my bacon as much as possible. But I don't understand the no sex part thing. I don't understand how that makes you mentally tougher. You know what I'm saying? Right. I've had I've had that packed with every single woman in America for the last year or so. And I'm not mentally stronger. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, I, I don't understand where he's trying to get at. Right. From experience, Cam, trust me, it doesn't work. <laughs> I just
1: Yeah. I mean... It, I can see it if it was in training camp. If it was in training camp and for some reason you're like, all right, for 16, 16 17, 18 weeks, babe, I'm, I'm not having sex with you. I got to be mentally tough. I can buy that. But in the middle of, uh, of what what is this, March 30th, we're about to go in April, and you're saying that you're not going to have sex because you're trying to be mentally tougher? I'm just going to say, Philip Rivers just had his ninth kid,
0: Dude.
1: and he's doing all right. Oh, my
0: God. Nine kids, huh?
1: Nine kids. So... Do you think he's going to go for 11?
0: Of course he is. He wants his own team. 11 kids? He wants his own offense or his I mean, own defense. <laughs> why not?
1: Dude, Phillip Rivers, I'm going to come out and say it again. Like, I'm a huge Phillip Rivers market. Just the fact, fact Just the fact that, like, he's got nine kids and he's doing all right with his air-quote mental toughness. Oh, like, Cam Newton, take Could a few imagine? notes from this kid yeah. from North Carolina State. That's all I'm saying, dude. Yeah. That's all I'm saying.
0: I used to hate Philip Rivers because he was so cocky. He would talk so much trash. <laughs> but I, I absolutely love the guy. Dude, I, I love Phil I love Rivers. Rivers we, man, he's he's awesome. I just, like his fight, competitive nature. Yep. Um, I like the the no shit taken from anybody kind of thing. That's I, why I, I liked I him. Like
1: I loved him coming out of that draft and when he he started after Drew Brees left. I liked his cockiness. I liked his shit. I mean, dude, he was the biggest shit talker out of all those and mm-hmm. all the shit mm-hmm. talkers. He, I think, yeah. he would make Richard Sherman look Amish in his heyday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And,
0: he has the tools to back it up. Yeah. He will get a touchdown and talk shit to your face and to your mother. You know it. what's funny? I, I used to hate him, but now I want him to win a Super Bowl before he, right. he departs. You He's know? definitely one yeah. of those
1: guys that, like, I Big, want to win a Super Bowl out of that draft class. Speaking of
0: uh, Rivers, this is a good topic we should segue into. Uh, it looks like Josh Rosen is um, being courted by the Chargers. The reports came out this week that uh, three teams put in offers for Josh Rosen, mm-hmm. one being the Giants, one being the Patriots, and one being the Chargers. From what I understand, the Giants—rumors are, all right, uh, are the Giants have put a second-round pick in for Josh Rosen. Now, I think—obviously, um, I don't think Josh Rosen is the answer, but I do see the Chargers train of thought here, right? Getting Josh Rosen in behind Phillip Rivers and having him learn from him for maybe a year and then kind of starting. Right? Did you hear that, thoughts, and what were your thoughts on My uh, thoughts are—I
1: saw that report, too, and my thoughts are I don't buy the Charger bit only because they— they signed Tyrod Taylor to a two-year contract, yeah. which, I mean, at the end of the day, we all know two-year contracts might as well be just one year. If you make it out of camp, okay, you're on the roster for the season. Plus,
0: Tyrod Taylor is not your long-term answer. Absolutely Josh not. Josh Rosen apparently is.
1: Absolutely not. But I wouldn't mind that at all. I mean, if you put Josh Rosen over there with you know a Melvin Gordon and then you have Keenan Allen and uh, Mike Williams over there. And they have a decent offensive line anchored by one of the Pouncey brothers. I could totally buy that. Mm-hmm. And especially like a second-round pick. That's probably all Arizona's going to get. I mean, anyone that pays a first-round pick for him, you, you're overpaying at that point.
0: Anybody that pays a first-round for Josh Runs is stupid. I
1: mean, I went on the record saying the Dolphins should buy low on him after they traded Tannehill. But you guys got clearly fixed magic now. they did not. I, I have to fucking stomach down a crap ton of uh, Tums and pepto Bismo <laughs> and Zantac to get through a 16-game season with my guys in South Beach. But, but I would it, love Josh Rosen on my team.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, what's the plan for the Dolphins? Are they going to go ahead and tank for tour? Is that what's happening here? Well, a lot of mock
1: drafts are having Dwayne Haskins falling to them at 13.
0: Dude, if that happens, dude, trust me, you'll love if it. They, I wouldn't mind it.
1: I've, I've seen the the Haskins tape. I, I like what mm-hmm. I see out of him. I wouldn't mind him you going down Haskins to 13 to? And, and going to South Beach.
0: You know where Haskins went to?
1: Yeah, I know what, what college you went to, Jay. Say, say. Ohio State University. Go Buckeyes! I'm not saying I'm not saying that bit, but I wouldn't mind him going down to 13.
0: Go Buckeyes!
1: Yeah, here we go. Here we go. But yeah, no, I could buy. I could buy that at 13. I can definitely see the Giants trading uh, the second round pick, or I mean, package the second and the third round pick they got from uh, Cleveland uh, for Josh Rosen. I, I wouldn't mind that move at all.
0: Yeah. Cool, man. Cool, cool. Uh, what else Begin to this one? I mean, the
1: other news headline we're going to go to a different league. We're going to end the, oh, the episode God, the with AAF. a different oh, league. I'm
0: so sick and tired of talking about the AAF. So,
1: about Tuesday or Wednesday, Harvey
0: wants it to fall. There like
1: was I'm a report uh, from the USA Today that Tom Dunden, the chairman of the AAF, went on the record saying, and I quote, Before we finish,
0: finish that thought, I have something important to say. Why, as a business, Are you letting Tom Dundon dictate these moves? Why is he saying this stuff? Why, even when you get to your story, why is he involved in such a big decision-making process?
1: Well, he put two hundred and seventy million dollars into the league.
0: I looked into it, and that is not accurate. He has put in like a few million. Well, at
1: this point, he put up seventy, but the part of the deal was he could put two hundred and seventy into it. But
0: he didn't yet. You know what I'm saying?
1: Right. Well, he at the end of the day, he's a businessman. He has to cover his ass. But right now, he's got seventy million in a league that has a lot of ratings. Mm -hmm. But Uh, He went uh, on the record with USA Today, and like I was saying, as I quote, if the NFLPA is not going to give us, the AAF, younger players, we can't be a development league. We are looking at our options, one of which is uh, discontinuing the league. So by younger players that they're looking for, they're looking for third-string quarterbacks slash young offensive linemen to be part of this league to serve as a true minor league feeder system.
0: My question is this whole business model they have going on. Why are. Listen, they should know the NFL is not going to try to help them. They should have some sort of contingency plan there to try to succeed without the NFL, right? Um, I don't understand why. Why even say these comments? Like, why, why throw that out there? Like, I, I get it. It's part of a negotiation tool for, with the NFLPA to try to get them to right. Because it's the not the league he's
1: having a problem with. It's the the players' association. And at the end of the day, uh, NFL insider Benjamin Albright he covers both the uh, the NFL and the AAF. He's done a lot of reporting for the AAF. He tweeted out uh, from his source. The the AAF is not in any danger of folding. They're just trying to leverage for NFLPA cooperation in securing players. uh, Hyperbole for the win, though. And then he also had another source saying that the sticking point with the players union is insurance premium coverage. If the AAF is willing to cover these costs, the common thought is that these players will become available available air quote, it's not about money being money going back to the NFL as in kickbacks for letting these guys play. But that's my
0: problem. If this is a ploy to try to leverage the NFLPA, then how weak is your business model, AAF? Like, what are you doing that you have to rely on the NFL's players to succeed? That's, Why wasn't there a... Now, you're
1: saying NFL players like it's Carson Wentz going down to play for the, the Birmingham Iron. We're talking about I third string no, 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 no. I third string it. quarterbacks I it. Me, that nobody it.
0: gives shit about I get it I get it but still it's part the NFL part NFL property at that point
1: but if it's if the insurance premiums are the thing like why not if you're on the practice squad the most action you're gonna get is as a scout team up to up to football Sunday for the big league why not get actual live in-game reps for Be- a
0: team? Because it puts wear and tear on your body. That's why the NFLPA f- uh, fought to the nail to take practice time down and make it safer this way and put this precaution to make it safer. Then why would you put more reps, more when hits on those players? The
1: players union doesn't care if their biggest sticking point is insurance premiums. Maybe
0: that maybe that's the cover up. We don't know what they uh, so they say it is, but obviously Every time somebody says something, we can't take it at face value. The reason, listen, this is the way I see it. This is the well, way this is I from a source
1: it. in regards to negotiation between the two. This is the way I the see it.
0: This is the way of NFL saying we're not going to help you. Why would we help you? Why not? And, I mean, if you're you look part at of the competition. I know. I know. Your first thing you're going to say right now is they are not the competition. They are supplementing the NFL. But eventually, the AF will get big enough where they will vie for some of the NFL's. Well, minor league
1: baseball is big enough, but they're not supplanting MLB but i mean if you look at if you look at this why not have these teams right now there's only 8 teams associated with the nfl like each team has four uh, of the big league club associated with one for there's 32 teams in the league. Each uh, each AAF team has four teams associated with them, and it gives people the incentive to follow these people. And I'll give a case in point of Riley Bulla with uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't. The only reason why I know that guy's name is because of Hard Knocks. Yep. Like it, I followed him through Hard Knocks. I followed him on Instagram and Twitter. He got signed to the practice squad, and then earlier this year. Uh, uh, this year being last season, he got called up to the big club. But I wouldn't have known that from hard knocks. Why not have these teams associated with the NFL where you get to actually have incentive and almost take pride in knowing that you saw Riley Bullock play for the Atlanta Legends and he got called up to the big club? Like, why not have, uh, you know... Um, Nelson Spruce from the, uh, the San Diego fleet get called up to the, uh, the Los Angeles Chargers when you saw that guy play. Case in point, Spruce is another guy that I only know of from Hard Knocks.
0: Because I'll go back to that original point because either a one or two things are happening here. Either the NFL truly does not want to help out the AF or they're going to look like they really don't care about the players because they fought tooth and nail with saying we need to reduce the amount of hits these players take. But these smaller, shittier players, you can go to the AF and get even more hits now. That's totally fine with me. You know what I'm saying? Well, as practice squad
1: people, the only contact they get is on the scout team. Mm-hmm. Like, and, the, and these are literally people on the bubble. And this gives the big club the opportunity of, I want to see you in in-game live repetitions before I make any other roster decisions. Because there's only so many spots you have in a practice squad. Why give someone this you know I guess you could say coveted spot where you could work your way up to the big club and they end up being a dud and you're stuck with him on your books and if you cut him yeah you don't have to pay him but then you have to bring in some other guy that you haven't seen and say like three or four weeks since you signed this other guy why not have that guy go down to the AF have a couple of games, three, four games, whatever. The AAF gets their younger t- younger players, which to me doesn't make any damn sense because the NFL drafts right around the corner. You're going to have a bunch of undrafted rookies uh, hitting the market. But these AAF teams are right in the heart of – you know, where these NFL teams are most televised, yeah. like why not? You could have the Orlando Apollos be the feeder team for the Jacksonville Jaguars, the the Miami Dolphins, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers the the San Antonio Commanders could be the feeder system for the rain, uh, for the the Houston Texans, the Saints, the Cowboys if you wanted to, the Chiefs like why not? There you're going to be seeing these big clubs on television every Sunday. Why not have these minor league teams? It, like I'll keep going back to baseball. Everybody know, like that follows baseball knows who Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is. And I had the opportunity to see him play in A baseball for the New Hampshire Fisher Cats. And he's about to get called up to the league uh, probably by mid-April. And I could say I saw Vladimir Guerrero Jr. cut his teeth in the minor leagues. And he's now going to be the face of Major League Baseball in about five years.
0: Yes, that's fine and, and all, but baseball is not a contact sport like the NFL is. Uh, so let's take it. Let's take But the NFL account, is
1: all about storylines.
0: Exactly. Well, yeah, I guess you're right about that. But let's take into account that. Let's all right. Let's let's take your hypothesis that the practice squad players don't get hit that much. That's totally fine. But how would it look if the NFLPA fought tooth and nail, right, to say we're going to reduce the wear and tear on these players' bodies? But these shittier players are totally fine with going and getting more hits because you don't know. Let's let's say let's say one squad, uh, practice squad player goes to the AF has a horrific you know eight game spell where he gets lit up every single game right, and then he does get called up to the big leagues that That's a massive amount of football in one year for one body. That's sixteen games of NFL and eight games of AF football. That's a lot of football in a body. Well,
1: they could work out they could work out a deal. I mean, if it's like I said, if this source that Benjamin Albright is saying, and I, I take stock in what Albright is saying because he's been right on a few of these takes if insurance premiums are just one of the sticking points they could negotiate like anyone on the practice squad at most it's a 10-game season right now in the AAF at most three or four games and then they go back but at least you get like that young talent circulating in you have people with NFL air quote NFL experience on these younger teams with like Steve Spurrier and show me a linebacker that wouldn't appreciate being coached by Mike Singletary.
0: I see this working in one way and one way only. I see this working if the AAF shares some sort of revenue stream with the NFL, and I know right now they're not sharing it as as far as we know because there's this infighting going on right now, right? But um, with the union, the league apparently the league doesn't care about money. I I think I think if there was some sort of revenue stream between shared between AAF and NFL, I feel like it'd be a easier it'd be an easier bargain, it'd be an easier negotiation to get these players to go up between the two leagues. I think the AAF is trying to be very tricky here where they're trying to, you know, eat their, you know, have their cake and eat it too. You know what I'm saying? That they can use NFL players but not share the revenue with the NFL. I know that some games are on the NFL network and I'm sure they're paying for that in some degree. Mm-hmm. But it's not sharing revenue stream for using your assets. And that's my biggest thing with this is if I was the NFL, I'd be like, fuck no. Absolutely not. We're as big as we are already right now. We don't need you, AAF. Who the fuck are you? Yeah, but
1: the ratings are going toe-to-toe with the NFL games. The the ratings are almost right up there with regular season NFL games right Mm -hmm. now. That's big time. So at that point, if you're on Madison Avenue, you have a cash cow. Like, this shows... That people want to see football. And if
0: you have Charlie Ebersol going on the Rich Just, Eisen yeah, show. It's only been eight weeks, man. Like, let's have two seasons of this. Will, well, we, you, will we hold interest for two years? Like I always said, we won't know in one year. We won't know in eight weeks. We won't know in ten weeks. We'll know in two years if consistently the, rate, the ratings stay. Yeah,
1: but if you look, like the XFL's coming out next year. Mm-hmm. Like, do you really want to dilute the product that much? Like, if the NFL comes out. Tomorrow and says we're associated with the AAF. The XFL will never oh, be able yeah. to touch oh, that.
0: Yeah, of course. Like
1: if you, <laughs> if everyone is worried about, we have to protect the shield and we have to protect the product. Why not at least plant your flag with one of these leagues and show that we're associated with them? And out of those two, the AAF is more in lockstep with the NFL because their rules are pretty much the same. They're not promising a product that they're never going to deliver like the XFL did eons ago. And some of those promises, I think, are still carrying over today. If you're all about protecting the shield, why not line yourself up with one of these guys? Especially Charlie. Like, Charlie Ebersole, I would like to think, knows what he's doing. I'm not just drinking my Kool-Aid, but I said on previous episodes, he had front-row seats to the XFL going down sure. in flames. Yeah. So he knows what he needs to do. And you have Bill Poley in a Hall of Fame general manager with the Colts and the Buffalo Bills. I mean, collectively, he went to five Super Bowls, won one of those. those are two smart guys that know what they're doing align yourself up with the NFL Roger Goodell would be smart to get in bed with these people I mean Vegas loves the AAF I mean we're about to go in the playoffs right now the the Birmingham uh iron have a chance to close out the season right now to go to the playoffs this is a great opportunity
0: sure um I wow, my train of thought I was going to say here. Uh, who Who's actually in the uh, playoffs for? So yeah. right
1: now, the, the there's a final push. I mean, if Birmingham takes care of business today, they, they punch their ticket at home in Birmingham in front of their own fans. San Antonio is home. Take them in. Take them in. I'm, I'm, I'm a huge San Antonio Commander fan. Did, I, I, to, I know I told you this off camera or off the record because what we camera? don't have a camera right now. It's a work in progress. Not right now. But I did order... Some AAF merch. I got a San Antonio Commander's T-shirt, and uh, our boy, Jay Boots, got a replica Commander's helmet. Oh. So, um. yeah, two-day shipping. It was, like, 10 bucks. Why the hell not? Dude, like, this league, like, if they survive this wave, say if Dundon pulls his money out, Charlie Ebersole seems like he's a smart enough man to have plan B and C to cover... You know, Dundon's losses. Granted, you're not going to replace, air quote, $250 million. But if you're able to pool investors to keep this league alive and you still have your TV contracts, dude, this league, there are so many possibilities my, for this league. Eminem was involved in trying to get a league in Detroit. He was on Twitter. Imagine that. the star power you I have I with, with like, Eminem. Yeah,
0: I like I like that uh, comment by Eminem to allow fighting in the N.F. the NFL. Right. That'd be great. Could you imagine? I'd watch that, right? That'd be
1: great. I mean, you said you'd be watching if Manziel was I, on I there. He the went highlights. out with a concussion I did, today.
0: I did watch the highlights last week. He looked good. He, I mean, Manziel why
1: not, dude? I mean, he's got NFL experience. Like, granted, I don't really want, Spe- like I said, Manziel to I mean, be rubbing off of on people. Mandel,
0: he's he's uh, Manziel, he's going through a divorce with his Instagram model wife. Well... Apparently, he was being uh, unfaithful is what she put. It. She I, I guess she said he didn't uphold his vows, so we can only imagine what that means.
1: <laughs> right? Who knows? I mean, yeah. it's all something else. But to put oh, a boy. bow on this, the NFL would be smart. You split – right now there's eight teams. Say if there's more teams that get in the AAF League, you split the big clubs up. I mean, imagine you have the San Diego Fleet. You could have the 49ers, the Chargers, and the uh, the Rams associated with that team. You have the Raiders about to go to Vegas. They could be associated with the Salt Lake City Stallions. Like, sure. there's so many opportunities for this league, to to get people in-game repetitions. And there's Hall of Famers associated with this league. It's great for the sport. It's the 100th anniversary for the NFL. Why not have these Hall of Fame people and veterans and people with NFL experience essentially pass the torch to these young guys trying so, to make it in the league? Listen,
0: I get it, man. I get your passion for the AF. Obviously, I'm nowhere near that passion. You, from our talks in the last few weeks, I don't share that same passion. The reason because I, I just don't see it as good enough football for me, for me well, personally. You, you Listen, love Starbucks coffee. You're all about the name brand. And that's I not, am, that's not a slight. I that's Trust that's me, not a slight. And they haven't, and I I feel like I represent the mass population that sits down and watches Sunday night football who is not sitting down and watching the AAF this week. You know what I'm saying? So they haven't captured the imagination of all of, all of us non-real like real religious football fans, right? And well, they've captured some because ratings have been going up every... Week sure. and granted,
1: Arizona uh, hotshots fans, not saying people that watch it on TV, but people that go to the stadium, there have been people on Twitter throwing people from Arizona under the bus because there's not enough fans going out. But people that have gone to games mm-hmm. are saying that those games are fun and entertaining and it's worth your money. Sure. And San Antonio, they're selling out the Alamo Dome like 32,000. They're about to set a record for fan attendance in that building this weekend.
0: There's a lot of smoke. Um, if you're making money hand over fist, you don't have these stories come out. You can't make payroll. Fine, we switched a company. I get it. Whatever. Now this is coming out. This is a second big story about. Go ahead.
1: I'll ask you this question because yeah. I, I know where we're going with this in regards to like this, you know the smoke and you know you're making payroll. You're saying there's a lot of stats that support the league's working, but clearly there's behind the scenes issues. The fo- NFL's been around for a hundred years. Mm-hmm. Do you think they had problems the oh, first two years? Oh, of course. Okay. Trust, me. Trust me, Every business Trust me, has growing pains.
0: Trust me, I do, man. Um, but I just... I think... Since they're not the... Uh, listen... it all comes down for me I'm just not vested enough to sit down and watch the AF I love football you and me both we go back and forth week in and week out about the NFL I'll watch I'll watch when the Browns were shit I'll watch the Browns versus Jaguars four years ago in Thursday Night Football just because it's just still amazing football every single shit team in the NFL is an all-star college football team right you get the best players from and then you go to the NFL even the shittiest NFL team will still probably run roughshod over the the, uh, Alabama Crimson Tide I don't see that with the AFF talent just yet and they haven't captured the, the name brand for me just yet I I did get super excited about Johnny Mandel and I sat down and watched the highlights last week that's a big step for me to actually watch the highlights of AAF uh, maybe the next I was actually thinking about watching the next game with Johnny Mandel's gonna be playing but obviously he's hurt now but they just haven't captured the storylines yep. just yet Do and me solid work on because
1: we're about to go into the playoff push watch the next three weeks Mm-hmm. You get the you get the playoff push, and then you actually have the playoffs. And by the way, the AAF championship is going to be played in like essentially the Dallas Cowboys training facility wow. because they're friends with, or they being Eberstall and Polian and Dundon know Jerry Jones, and Jerry Jones extended the offer to have them play in their building. Oh wow! So That's big. there's yeah. there's NFL owners that are into this league right now, so the NFL would be wise. There's sure. good product, and I will say this that I think there are some games that have been played this season that have been better over the past two years of Thursday Night Football because there's been a, a long time of trash-ass football I on Thursday night.
0: Two years ago, the Thursday Night Football games were absolutely trashed. But this, this recent run of Thursday Night Football games was absolutely amazing. This last year of Thursday Night Football was amazing. I absolutely loved it. And that's my biggest thing, man, is like, we love football so much. All of us love football, love the storylines. But for some reason, I'm not into it. I don't know why. I just don't know why. I can't give you a, a real reason why. I'm doing absolutely nothing sitting at home on Saturdays and Sundays. I'm not gonna be watching this. But for some, you reason, should. But for some reason, I. Because you're missing not.
1: out. You seriously? Are, like I'm not. I'm not just saying this. Drinking the Kool-Aid and being a minor league baseball fan. But as a fan of sport, mm-hmm. you are missing out on a lot right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see if they capture my imagination. As of right now, um, there's a lot of smoke there. So I'm going to go with the theory that since there's a lot of smoke there, there's got to be some sort of fire, right?
1: Yeah, well, I'm in the belief that any startup business is going to have problems. But,
0: I mean, (laughs)
1: the the fan question of the week kind of goes hand-in-hand with the AAF uh, from (laughs) J underscore Boots. Uh, Hang on. Let me me pull this up real quick on – on the IG because he hit us up on that, so
0: let's uh, let's see. While you do that, did you hear about the story about uh, Nicholas Cage?
1: No, well, what's the story?
0: So Nicholas Cage got married on Saturday, and he put in for annulment yesterday. <laughs> that is a very. Who is he marrying? I don't know. Some uh, nail salon. Um, artist, I guess what they call him, like a nail. Oh, like
1: a nail. I guess you could say like a nail specialist. I right? guess,
0: yeah, like some sort of nail specialist. And apparently they got super drunk and they got married on Saturday. And he comes to a census, apparently. They went on, to Vegas, right? On I have no idea. On Wednesday. And he's like, you know what? Maybe I made a mistake here. <laughs> Go <old> Nicolas Cage.
1: <laughs> I mean, that. I think that beats Carmen Electra and uh, Dave Navarro. I think they were only married for about a month. I think um, Dennis Rodman and uh, Carmen Electric, too. Jesus, she got like passed around like a joint. Uh, (laughs) Listen, you can at me in the comments, but am I wrong if if she got married to Dennis Rodman for like a month and then called it off and then like a couple of years later got married to Dave Navarro and then they called it off? Like, I'm sorry. If the shoe fits, wear it.
0: I'm just saying. I'm
1: just saying. Okay. All right. Plus, like the fucking Kardashians, for Christ's sake. They're the monuments.
0: Even – so listen, I didn't bring up the Kardashians this week. You did. I'm just saying because you it goes have,
1: lockstep. You have some sort of affinity with the Kardashians. I'm just saying. Like all of society. I like, oh my God. I didn't bring let me, up. Let me fucking get the Kate. The, the, what's her name? Kim? The, not Kim. The, oh. the, the, the Jenner girl. The one that's like a Victoria's Secret model. Kylie? Kylie Jenner? With like the Kylie lips and I'll suck on Kendall? glass and then wonder why like Kendall my Jenner? lips are about to explode. Yeah. I wonder how Kendall with Kendall Jenner we don't see was her was it Kendall or Kylie I don't know I don't know what, whichever one one one's a Victoria's Secret one's very
0: popular one lives her own life and doesn't care you know what I'm saying so the, the one
1: that lives her life and doesn't care is smart yeah just she, saying or the other one is a billionaire no. I mean air quote self-proclaimed billionaire yeah okay and here we are doing a podcast I'm throwing her head first under the bus but anywho yeah.
0: let's get out there on Instagram the man.
1: question from J underscore boots <laughs> on the IG was will Manziel make it through the AAF season not. without w- well without oh. getting suspended
0: for personal conduct? Absolutely not. That dude was doing lines of cocaine off the bench the second he had that <laughs> he had that big run last week. All right, I watched the highlight. He had one big touchdown throw. He had a couple of good runs here and did a couple of decent throws. But I bet you what I, I will guarantee he was doing lines of coke off the bench. No doubt in the locker room. Afterwards. Now
1: that question was. Asked on Wednesday, but uh, right now it's uh, it's Saturday and they already played. And Maysell got knocked out with a concussion, but without the concussion bit, I'm kind of with you like, you got kicked out of the the entire Canadian Football League yeah. for whatever reasons. And you played in Montreal and they have a red light district, so you really have to try yeah. to get kicked out of the entire league. So, no, if he's able to come back for maybe, like, the next week, finish off the season, I I mean, I guess they will be wearing egg on my face, but I just don't see him finishing up the (laughs) year. I don't either, man. Maybe if this question was asked, like, next season, like, will Manziel make it to week four?
0: Well, now that you know he's going through a divorce, and obviously um, his wife is not going to be there anymore, he's going to be a in my personal opinion a complete party animal now, right?
1: Maybe. I mean, what money does he have left? He had like seventy thousand dollars of like an unguaranteed contract with the yes. Memphis
0: Express. Yeah. So, how quickly perception changes? Where you drafted Manziel, he was a complete bust, and the Browns are going to wreck like, the league. Yeah, and the Browns were like, you know what? We'll draft Manziel part two. You know, Baker Mayfield kind of looks like Manziel's short. You know, More so. talent. More talent, obviously. But now, just because Baker Mayfield's questioned it now, it's paving the way for Kyler Murray. You know what I'm saying? All three quarterbacks are short. Um, came out of Oklahoma, right? Oh, I'm sorry, Texas Tech and Oklahoma. Yeah, but 6-0. Baker
1: is taller than, than Kyler, though, right? At the
0: end of the day, yeah, but like an inch, though. It's not a lot. I I mean, they're at all random. under six foot, right? Or six foot at the, at the at the max
1: i mean i've made my bones about kyler He's a you know what there was a report but, i mean i know we're running long in the podcast okay, I, I guess we could end it on this thought or if you have any other topics we could definitely get into it but i saw a tweet yesterday that adam from adam schefter and you sent this to me as well on instagram from his page that uh, the falcons brat not the falcons the cardinals brass rather was having dinner with like, nick bosa boy nick bosa uh down in Highest down State in Highest. florida mm-hmm. and this just solidifies my theory a little bit that I'm not really convinced that the Cardinals are taking Kyler first.
0: Well, it could be smokescreen. It could be throwing people off the scent. Right. Uh, hey, we're going out to dinner with right. Nick Rosa. We're not fully invested in Kyler Murray, right? Right. Um, a couple of things are happening if you want to take that line of thought that um, the Cardinals are going to try to— I guess, throw people off the scent. Uh, I don't. I really don't know what the Cardinals are going to do, man. They could possibly trade the first-round pick. But at that point, you're doing so much harm to Josh Rosen's confidence, you can't really go on with him. At this point... Well, if like, you
1: trade it away, then Rosen's your guy.
0: Of course, yeah. If you trade the first pick away, then Rosen's your guy. But if you do that, you got look to look at just how much harm you've done to his confidence all the last few months, right? right? There was no definitive coming out and saying, Josh Rosen's our guy. You know, they, they did say, but then they also said... He's our guy today, right? What was some well, the GM like said that, that. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, Steve Kimes kind of, you know, special, kind of special. But mm-hmm. do you? I just had like a train of thought, and I just completely lost it. But like, do you think? Do you think that this is just like? Have the Cardinals come out on the record saying that they are openly shopping Rosen? Like, they have has not. that has that report? No, okay, no.
0: so they have not. They've said things along the lines of, you know, he's here. He's our guy. He's our guy. And then Kime said, "You know, he's our guy for right now. For right now, but they've never openly said that he's on the market. Right. You can send So at this politics. point, it's
1: just like it's just overtures from yeah. other teams. But mm-hmm. we, they haven't. Okay, so they haven't come out and said. I'm just saying, like, you, you have to be special." to pass up on Nick Bosa when you have Chandler like you oh, yeah. said you said it yourself Chandler Jones, like you have Chandler Terrell Jones, Suggs you got Terrell Suggs that could mentor Bosa? this oh, young oh my god guy. That's,
0: what, that's probably the, and one of the best defense
1: of like that defense yeah. was decent like middle of the road but last the, year but
0: the fact that they took Terrell Suggs uh, and they gave him a contract means they're not looking for a third pass rusher at that point it's overkill you have three people playing the same position well, I don't
1: know I mean the, the Rams had Sue Donald and a couple of linebackers that were pass rushers too mm-hmm. like they uh, Dante Fowler junior they traded for mm-hmm. why not that's that's a competitive division in the nfc yeah. west yeah why not beef up on defense i think
0: uh that's probably the second best division in football after the nfc south right yeah,
1: yeah. oh yeah. absolutely yeah. hands
0: down that's why i'm not i'm
1: not completely sold i mean i'll buy it on draft day i, I expect you to be here for the first round of oh, the yeah, nfl draft yeah, yeah so
0: we're gonna we're gonna before the actual draft happens we're gonna do, an, a, do a podcast where we do our mock draft for the first round yeah We'll flip a coin. Whoever gets the first pick, and we'll go from there.
1: It's going to be great. It's going to be it's awesome. It's going
0: to be great. How far away is that? That's a month away, right?
1: Something like that, yeah. yeah. It's going to be great. Yeah. Got to brush up on my notes.
0: And then I can't wait for a fantasy football draft. Yes. Yeah. We're going to take uh, us two and eight friends of the podcast and start the Pro Football Radio Podcast League. That should be a fun league. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. Well, I mean, I'm just going to throw some shout-outs already. You know, you Sarah you know, S underscore Marie. You know. Oh
0: yeah, Sarah Marie, she's she's, she's definitely in.
1: And then my, she, my boy Hercules twenty four twenty four. Yeah, and then a little J Boots action, baby. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see what's up.
0: There's a lot of there's a lot, uh, of, there's the a lot of slots from, open, but you guys seem a little bit ahead on the curve. The guys up from the six zero three. Oh, the Bolier brothers, the all Bollier three brothers. of them? I like those guys. They're big Patriot fans.
1: They're they oh they're big Patriot fans. But Dan Bolier he's them. got his his ass is a little chapped about the Forrest Gump. I mean, not only did you kind of put him over the edge with the who's Manny Machado bit, but the Forrest Gump bit like, he texted me at work saying that. Why didn't you
0: text me straight up and be like, yo, listen, bro. He
1: texted me saying, <laughs> you know, pretty much, you need to talk to your boy to watch some it looks movies. It like a
0: stupid movie, bro. It it's so not stupid. stupid. Watch, the,
1: watch the whole movie, Jay. Like, there is more to it than like this 12-year-old it, kid with a with a crooked back that's wearing braces that runs away from people.
0: Like, how can you go from being handicapped to being the flash? I just don't understand that. I can't compare that. I like Jay.
1: There is more you literally have to watch like said, the entire if movie. You,
0: if you have some sushi tonight, I will Fine, start. I'll
1: have some friggin' sushi Done. Let's if let's you watch, watch the goddamn some- movie. Let's watch the movie right now. <laughs> fine. I'll find it right now. Let's do it. Okay then. Are you doing the plugs or am I doing the plugs? Because oh, you didn't dude. do the promo because your your hair wasn't on point.
0: Dude, listen, I was having a rough week alright. How
1: can you have a rough week? You were fine Thursday.
0: It was, it was a long week. Here we
1: go. He didn't have enough Starbucks. <laughs> S underscore Marie. He didn't have enough Starbucks. And that's why I didn't do the promo. Listen, I'm not
0: sick and tired of you ganging up with my friend, ganging up with my friends from Ohio. Because taking me down, Sarah Let Marie. Let me just thought, say something, Sarah Marie, I thought you were on my side.
1: Let me just say something. It is one. It, it is saying something that this podcast is making me tag team with someone that you know from your hometown and your home state to say that you need to tone it down with the Starbucks, pretty much. Yeah, it she, is saying something. Yeah, S a, underscore Marie, the Reds fan. Yeah,
0: I am. That's why you me. like her because she's a Reds fan, right? No,
1: she, I mean she had <laughs> me at Starbucks. Yeah. So now, now like baseball's Listen, a bonus. Sarah,
0: Sarah's awesome because uh, I dragged her to a, um, I dragged her to a Lakers game. <laughs> we skipped school. We skipped uh, classes one day at Ohio State, and we drove from uh, Columbus, Ohio to Indiana to watch Kobe take on the Pacers. Uh, it was an absolute. Cause like growing up, I was a massive Kobe Bryant fan. I, I'm not the basketball fan that I am now, but growing up, I was a massive Kobe fan. I watched every single game, and I remember I was like, I got, I gotta go watch Kobe. He's in, he's in Indiana, and luckily she was there, and we would drop out. Oh yeah,
1: you have to see the Mamba. But and This the, was the Mamba in his prime. Yeah.
0: The funny thing about Sarah though is, man, she, um, she's like, I don't want to like pass off any sort of aspersions here, but she's like, she's like a short white girl from from Ohio, very non-threatening, right? <laughs> But she has an affinity for Tupac for some reason. Like, she would come to class with a massive purple Tupac hoodie. (laughs) We had had this class, and uh, I would wear my purple uh, Kobe jersey, and she would wear the purple um, Tupac sweatshirt. And it's just funny, just because you don't, you can't compete. She's you know just a normal country girl from Ohio. <laughs> she's wearing.
1: Hey, I mean I'm an NWA fan. <laughs> yeah. You yeah,
0: know yeah, I yeah.
1: I love me some MC Wren. He's the most underappreciated man of that group. Yeah, in yeah, my yeah. opinion.
0: No, but she's one of our best uh, listeners. And then obviously there's Jay underscore Boots. He's he's yep. always there for us as well. And then uh, your boys from the 603 they're out there as well. So we yep. appreciate all you guys, man. We we had 702 listens this week, which is a massive number. I don't know how much of it is a real <laughs> real listens, but hey, somehow we got out there. Some people listen to us.
1: Hey, listens or listens, man. And yeah. you know what? It's it's great to to have the fan support and like Twitter. I mean, we we have uh PixWise NFL. They, they they were they were blowing up our, our Twitter page yesterday with the promo that I cut. And they're great if you want to get like sports betting tips, if you're you know, uh, new to the game in regards to sports betting, definitely check those guys out. I looked at their website yesterday and, and, and this morning as well too. And they have a lot of deep insights in regards to what the lingo is and what this what this term means and what the spread is for you know upcoming games. They had a whole thing on the AAF this weekend, and they're covering baseball. They cover it all, so yeah. definitely uh, picks wise NFL, definitely a good spot to go. We're getting a lot of love on Twitter by people, and definitely appreciate that and.
0: They're on the way, man.
1: Yep, we're the going way. there. So pretty
0: soon, we'll have the Pro Football Radio Network.
1: That's that's definitely going to happen. That's so the goal. I don't know, Jay. Is it is it time for the yeah, plugs? Let's,
0: yeah, let's plug it up, man.
1: So you can follow us on the Twitter at PFR Podcast, Facebook and Instagram at Pro Football Radio Podcast. Uh, you can follow content wise on YouTube, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, and Spotify under Pro Football Radio. Uh, I think Google Play right now is still being updated, so it's all one word, Pro Football Radio, and then podcast on Google Play. But you can find us all on there. You can follow myself, Brando underscore Puma, on Twitter, and my co-host here, Jay Chima, on Twitter, at Jay Chima, also known as Jay Poncho Chima. That's you. a good name though, right? I mean, <laughs> if, I mean, if you you were like okay. But um, yeah, <laughs> 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 you can find us on those blogs and that's, that's all I got. <laughs> Hang anyway, on, I gotta do with the echo though. One, two, one, two, one. Thank you guys so much for the video. Definitely go look at this when you doing updates, otherwise, via Candios.